podcaster. I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, hey guys, my name is Megan Bryant, and this is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. As I've been going through life, I've learned how much I love to share my stories, listen to others share their stories, and find connections of cool people doing cool things all around me every day. This is a podcast where I'm going to be all over the board. Personal growth, professional strategies, and my perspective and experiences on a lot of different topics. So join me, Megan Bryant, and let's keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Ever feel like you're battling relationships and wondering why there's always drama, uh, even if you hate drama? Do you have any people in your life whose interactions make you question your own freaking sanity? Hey, me too. This episode is one that I was actually really looking forward to addressing. Of the many tools that I've used with personal development and really understanding what makes me tick as a person, one of the most beneficial things that I have made readily available in my own life is going to therapy and finding the right therapist and really stepping into a space where I'm going to own my own crap. Uh, there is a lot to be said about people who are really ready to be up for the challenge. It's not easy. Once you understand where pain points are or what challenges are there or what improvements can be made, it's a lot of work. It's harder work than just not doing it, than just going with the same old crap that you've been dealing with for however long. And just like uh, the other recent shifts in my life of really tackling my own physical health, 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 not health, there's a TH, um, going to the gym and like for me to have a strong, healthy body with strong, strong muscles, you have to lift the heavy stuff. You have to put the heavy weight on. You have to pull things and push and, and lift and build endurance to have the strong muscles. Uh, and the same is true in our brains, in our emotional health, is that we have to sometimes do some really heavy lifting. And I think it's awesome. I think that the progress that I've been able to see myself make over the years um, is just something I'm very, very excited about and proud of. And recognizing when I need to ask for help has been life-changing to really go, oh my gosh, I feel a tailspin coming on. Like I get myself in to therapy or to make sure that I'm really focusing on what I'm doing to take care of my body, um, to avoid ever, ever slipping back into the awful funk I have been in in the past. Additionally, like really sometimes having to step up and say, Hmm, there's some things that I did not do very well in life, choices I made that I'm not proud of, things that could change and need to change. And over the years, it's been very awesome to go through these phases of recognizing how I can be better, how I can lift the own, my own burdens by changing my habits, changing my patterns, thinking about how those things are affecting the world and apologizing when needed and all those good things. And, and knowing that these maintenance things that I do to be healthy and strong physically and emotionally are helping me to repair damage where it has been done in the past and in new relationships, new friendships, new whatever they end up being down the road, to have a lot more self-awareness of how to carry myself, how to do things in a way that I 
can feel really good about and to be open in the way that I exist in my everyday life. So here is an episode about therapy. I don't remember exactly how old I was when I heard about counseling and therapy. I do remember though thinking that people only needed to go to therapy if they have big problems, if they've got issues. And I realized when I eventually started going to therapy that I was totally right. What was funny though as a realization is that really everybody has issues and everyone has problems and everyone has a lot of stuff that we're going through and some of it's really really difficult and a lot of times there are things that we don't even necessarily know are there because trauma has been stuffed. We have glossed over some of the things that Um, have been really difficult in our lives or awful in our lives, really tough experiences because they are things that we don't want to think about anymore. They're things that are embarrassing, sometimes hurtful, sometimes riddled with shame, guilt, remorse, anger, all those kind of heavy emotions that not everyone really likes to talk about. And... The reason I wanted to do this episode is because I had a therapy session today and honestly when I woke up this morning I was really excited. I was excited about it because I have learned, especially in recent years, how to really use it as a tool for self-care, for self-preservation, for overcoming obstacles in a more timely manner and really embracing it like I look forward to it because I know that there is the possibility for relief from whatever is um, the pain point at at the time and I've learned as well that there's several things that we want to look for that I learned that I guess they are valuable to me so I I gotta believe that they might be to somebody else Um, and so we're going to talk about that as well three things that I learned to look for in seeking out the right fit for a counselor or therapist Um, and also some different experiences that I've had because I I love it I it didn't always and it was because I I guess I sort of had in my mind that it was supposed to look a certain way and I really did go to a counselor once um, would have been in the late 2000s by then not my first counselor uh, and one that she um, she started like straight up with one of those you know with the uh, the yellow legal pad and asking me what's the first the earliest memory I could think of and I maybe I don't know I thought it was really weird it was really like what you would expect a traditional um, therapist to do like what you see in movies and stuff and I don't think that that's necessarily bad I just knew at that time I kind of already had isolated some certain pain points that ultimately um, didn't didn't stem from, in my case, didn't stem from a childhood trauma. Um, other people in my life might indicate otherwise. I was told at one point um, in my early 20s, I was told a lot of things. I was told a lot of things that I unfortunately took on myself as truths, even though 
they weren't. They were just being told to me from an outside perspective, one of them being that I must have daddy issues, that I do have, no, not I must, that I do have daddy issues because my biological father left the family when I was very young, um, like really young, like wasn't around when I was a baby um, into those toddler years. And I don't remember that really. I'm sure that must have had some sort of an impact in some ways, being the youngest though of four kids um, at at the time and having doting older siblings who um, gave me lots of attention and of course uh, my mother who I always had a great relationship with and continued to Um, and then a stepfather appeared in my life when I was six I was just about to turn seven when they got married it was actually the same week uh, that they got married I had turned seven and he swooped in and played the father figure role uh, as well as you could ever hope we are still really good friends we talk through so much um, we've had some ups and downs of just trying to navigate life and and all the different things that happen in a family dynamic but I was really lucky and and happy to have him come into my life when I was still young um, and just really latched on to that and um, and learned a lot of really great lessons from him. So to be told that I had daddy issues, I remember hearing that and going, what? What do you mean? Like, I didn't have a negative experience with my dad, my biological dad, or my stepdad. I was young enough at the time when my parents got divorced and uh, that I didn't, I didn't feel any negative impact directly that I could pinpoint. I saw my dad when he would come to visit. He had moved to Arizona, I, so I would see him a couple times a year seems like he would visit and it was always a positive experience and my mother who is just about <laughs> the most um heroic saintly hard-working woman I've ever known never spoke ill of him so there was never trash talk at all about him leaving her um and and you know with all these kids and with all the trials that came along with that I saw my mother as this kind hardworking woman who had um, made it work. She had kids, uh, daycare type things. So I had other kids around when I was young, which I always really enjoyed. Um, And I saw this mom who just did the right thing. She served others um, at church. She was always keeping a really a tidy home and including us in the process like I learned how to do chores at a super young age which I am really grateful for and just the competence of knowing how to work all the different machines in the house and and vacuuming I actually really like certain house house chores now but anyway so all of this to say that I I didn't have that deep-rooted childhood trauma like I recognize so many other people do from really challenging scenarios that entered into people's lives of very various types of abuse um and and whatnot and I just didn't have that I had a really um comfortable upbringing I mean we didn't have like I wasn't spoiled I didn't have like a ton of belongings and stuff monetarily we were not like just super loaded we had just a really um pretty normal healthy family dynamic everybody had their part of chores and and whatever parents there was probably certain things relationship wise I think I recognized as an adult that were patterned for me um with a little bit of passive aggressive behaviors um but nothing really super 
alarming, right? So anyway, in my early years of going to therapy, I just, I knew there was something wrong. I knew I was feeling unhappy and sad and lonely. And that kind of happened pretty early out of the gate of getting married. It was May 2001 is when I got married. I think I started going to counseling after first going to seek counsel from my LDS bishop at the time and it would have been in like 2002 2003 time frame when I started going to a counselor a little bit um, it was the same counselor that I sort of worked with a little bit right after I had placed my firstborn for adoption um, and wanted to do marriage counseling and ultimately it ended up being me going a lot on my own um, and then I just stopped going because I was like, well, this doesn't really make sense because I'm I'm sad and unhappy and feeling a little bit out of sorts. And I didn't have a partner who wanted to keep going with me and was not a fan of therapy. We didn't think, see any value in it. Kept saying he was happy and must be my, my thing to deal with. And so I took all that responsibility on my own shoulders um, and then never really talked about it outside of um a pretty close-knit little circle because I felt like I I must be this crazy person if I'm having to go to counseling and get help and and it was really a challenge to kind of live in these two different mindsets of wanting help wanting to overcome those emotional barriers that I was feeling and um and in order to really feel on my best game in the rest of my life because I'm super outgoing, super motivated, uh, just always been a really high achiever and an optimist and and just like the fun loving person that everybody always wanted to share their stories with and complain to and cry to and tell their whole life story like I've always been that person and and so I really wanted to just have an even more stable foundation within myself because I could always really relate to people and make it a safe space for people. Um, even when I hadn't yet un- learned how to unpack my own <sighs> challenges. So um, in modern day, I, I find that going to therapy is something that is just great routine maintenance. I can feel myself when I start to be a little bit triggered by things um, or, or get in a little bit of an emotional tailspin because I do have a pretty public lifestyle with my work, as you all know. I mean, unless this is the first time you're listening to a podcast, you've heard me mention that before. And this is a work as a comedian, as a performer, as a a spokesperson on, for companies and different things. I have a very public life. And at, once I published a book, I mean, it was literally, I became an open book. And, and so having this really public life and a genuine intent to use comedy and humor and all these different things to connect humanity in as positive light as possible, I find that sometimes I struggle with the anger and not knowing exactly how to channel it in a healthy way because I don't ever want to come off as this like nagging complainer bitter grumpy blah 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 and yet I still have those feelings I have a lot of that anger of times I was given bad advice in the past um times that um the burden of some unhappiness in the household that I lived in in such a long time was all being put on my shoulders. I didn't have a teammate who wanted to work together and heal and grow together as a team. It was always, you're over here doing your thing, I'll be over here doing my thing. 
we'll just cohabitate um, type of a thing. And, and so just like um, any, any good self-care or maintenance routine or heck, I just think about like last weekend, I took my car in for an oil change. You've got to take your car in from time to time to make sure all the fluids are, are at the right levels and that everything is ship shaped so that you can keep using that vehicle to get you where you need to go. And the same is absolutely true with things that I really prioritize for doing self-care, including therapy. So when it's like, I kind of feel like my check engine light is on, then I, I book it. I don't wait. I get in usually within a couple of days, um, which is important. Have someone who is uh, able to work with schedules. Um, My schedule is always different from week to week. And so that's really important for me to just be able to jump in so that I can prevent a total, total spin out. Um, and I'm not going to get stranded on my own emotional freeway with a flat tire on the side of the road. So, um, and I just think it's important to talk about because I know that, um, I do, I really try to put this positive, um, spin on everything. Cause I genuinely feel like life is good. Life is awesome. Uh, and even amid the struggle, I feel very confident, um, and very spiritually sound that I just feel like all is well. Life is, um, challenging, but it's so beautiful and exciting all at once. And so being very careful to have the positive spin, like I don't ever want to make it look like it's just that easy. And, and there's a lot of shame and weirdness around going to therapy and getting help. Like, addressing mental um, health issues is a little still a little bit taboo I'm grateful that it is really making some big turns in society but um, I just wanted to share so for me it's a part of personal growth it's a part of just like really being able to catalog how far I have come things that I want to work on and really approach them with very solid intent to do better as I learn better Um, and And so, yeah, I I love it. I love having a safe space to vent and process, to get the validation on the things that I need to understand if I'm kind of just like if I'm looking at it from a healthy way and honestly looking or working with someone who has been in the field for a long time and has had lots of different types of clients, uh, those that come voluntarily who are genuinely looking for personal growth and overcoming instead of staying trapped in their own um, space of demons and and yucko things that have happened in the past, those are the people that... um, are really making a big difference in their own lives and others versus that perspective that they also have of people who are going because they're told to. They're being dragged in by a spouse or a partner. They're being dragged in by a parent or um, a court order or something like that. And and there's a very real difference um, of, of those people that are genuinely looking to better themselves and humanity and those who are just angry at the man they're angry at everyone they're angry at uh, and everything is someone else's fault and they're they don't they don't see any value or or even opportunity to fix or change things and anyway um so I do think it's important for me to be able to have a little bit of that perspective um put into frame of all the things that I'm working on with my own work projects and as a mother and and just for things as I embark into the world of uh, romantic relationships and and things like that I just want to make sure I'm doing it 
totally eyes wide open of the risks and the and the beauty of taking those risks and and loving hard and doing all the good things um so um one of the things that i really liked i haven't done this one for a few years but there is a, pro- a process called emdr um eye movement dis- what is it called desensitization reprocessing um, essentially it is a, like the easy way to explain it is this process that I did when I just was feeling so, so, so stuck. I didn't even know how to, I didn't even know how to breathe some days. Like my body was telling me something needed to change. Like trauma for me manifests physically with like, I will get these horrendous hiccups, like deep rooted, like I can hardly catch my breath. Like it feels like my throat is closing up, like these just awful hiccups. And I was getting them really bad at the time. Um, just kind of feeling like my body is going, hello, what's going on here? Uh, and then other things that I have learned over time is that some of the, I get some issues Uh, that are like feminine issues that are totally just when things are not in line emotionally I start they manifest with these other things in my body that affect some of my female stuff and I know now that's to be true that it really I'm a full firm believer that everything is connected to emotional uh, emotional health and our physical health because I would have these just awful indicators um, like it feels like I have a, a UTI or a yeast infection and whatever. I'm sorry if you think that's gross, but that's a very real thing. Just no matter how much water I drank and how well I was feeding my body, I just would have such discomfort and I would go to the doctor. I've gone to the doctor multiple times, multiple doctors, different times over the course of several years. And, um, and they would test for things. They're like, nope, everything's fine. Like none of these tests would ever be positive for something that was treatable. And it was infuriating because I'm like, just give me a medication or a cream or something. And so I'm like, no, it's my, it's, that's my own real life vagina monologues of my body very loudly telling me that I needed to change things. And so man, I tangent a lot. I'm sorry, guys. But um, going back to EMDR. So I was just feeling really sick and having some just challenges of these weird health things that were not going away. And so my therapist suggested doing EMDR, which we did several sessions. And what it basically does is you kind of just sit there, you chill, you hold these little electronic paddle thingies, one in each hand, and it alternates a little buzz, kind of like a vibrating buzz from one side to the other, left, right, left, right. And all you're just feeling is that bzz, bzz, bzz. And you just sit there and take some nice deep breaths and close your eyes and let your mind kind of wander. And the most amazing and kind of trippy things started to happen because in my own mind i mean the point of it is it will start to connect these dots it will start to trigger these memories and if you really can let yourself just kind of melt into the process it will connect these memories dot to dot to dot to dot to dot back to pain points and for me my personal experience was that it would come back to a couple of very specific memories um and i don't think i'm going to share them today because uh they're pretty heavy and they're very personal but it would come back to a memory. In the, the multiple times we did these, these, this EMDR process, it would end to a point where I was just in tears and I would see this memory and it would repeat. It was like a broken record. It would repeat. I'd see this memory and it would happen again. It would flicker. It was like I was watching a, a uh, 
kind of old-timey movie film flickering at the end where it was just flapping the same exact image over and over and over and over. And it was upsetting a little bit to see where those pain points were of where some of the things that were causing me the most heartache and trauma and self-loathing and grief and feelings of being stuck and abandoned were all coming to these very, very crystal clear isolated moments. And I hated it at first because then, you know, what happens once we suddenly have this realization of the actual thing, then now we have to do something with it, right? It's all about yes and yes, now I could see the image. Now I could see exactly where there was a red flag in my life that was waving and I didn't listen to it. And as you my, if you listen to my episode before, um, that time flies no matter we're having, whether we're having fun or not, I don't want to stay in this a whole lot. Um, but this is why I think that therapy is super helpful because sometimes I, I would find myself getting stuck and I didn't understand why. And, um, and time goes so fast. And so boom, like, man, 20 years have gone by. And there was times that I was so stuck and I didn't have to be for as long as I was. But to be able to recognize and see where those pain points were and then very quickly forgive myself and move forward knowing that I did the best that I could under those circumstances. But what a powerful thing to go, whoa, that was, yeah, I remember. Like not only was I seeing the memory happening, but I was feeling the feelings I felt in that moment for each of those times that I did that process. And it was difficult and also very, very liberating because I, then I knew, I knew some choices I needed to make and those were not easy choices, but I knew that that was what needed to be addressed. And, and again, in that yes, and yes, that happened. And now that I know what I, what happened, what, what can I do with it? How do I move forward? And, and hard choices had to be made. And you know what? Some, sometimes when you're facing, um, things that are changing your entire world, your family dynamic, like especially having to divorce, um, with four young children and leave my home and leave, um, the everything in my life as I knew it and ultimately leaving the church, um, which I'm totally going to podcast about here in the next couple episodes. Um, there was no easy way to do it, period. No matter what, there was going to be difficult sacrifices that needed to be made. Either I stayed there, um, under this facade of things that I had been kind of, uh, trying to hang on to, Um, or I needed to move and shift and, and for the best possible chance for either of us to have any type of, um, healthier future because it was not happening together. So I highly recommend, like if you're feeling stuck, like embrace the scary and the fearfulness of sometimes that unknown, because I hadn't even realized where some of these pain points were hiding and they were from years and years and years ago. And, and being able to then have a task to manage is totally terrifying, but very, very freeing and awesome. So I highly recommend EMDR. Um, but I want to just shift gears and for this last little home stretch, just talk about three things that I've really noticed are important for me in how I selected my most current therapist who I've been seeing for several years. Um, she's fantastic. She's probably the fifth or sixth person I've seen. Um, in my adult life. But number one is that your, your personalities have to click. 
like just as much as I value a great personality vibe with friends and the people that I spend the most time with, it has to be the same for your therapist. So feel free to take the time to meet with people and just have a conversation with them. And if it feels comfortable, like you're having a conversation with a friend like that to me is a really solid indicator that you're going to be really comfortable and you're going to feel safe in just unpacking the things you need to unpack. And in my case, it was also something that was important for me that I had something that I felt like it was a spiritual match, not that they had to be Mormon at the time I was still an active member of the church I just needed someone who was a Jesus lover to be honest someone that believed in a God or something that was greater than us uh, and I didn't really care with a religion but I knew I needed something in that spiritual realm so for me that was part of the personality match with someone who also jived with me spiritually the second thing is to make sure that they are already on your level that they know where you're coming in at so that they can help you unpack which things you need to revisit how far back do you need to go into your past is it something that's more of a present day type of an issue? What season of life are you in? Like, what is their scope of experience? And um, because of that, like making sure they're really like where you're at in life and not kind of just going through the motions of being like, you know, tell me what you, what your earliest memory is that you can remember. Like some of those things may not be relevant. Um, a lot of times I just go and I just start bleh, diarrhea of the mouth like all over the place. And then we can figure out where to wrangle things in and where the pain points are. Um, but in that same vein, when you find someone who is at your pace and at your, uh, they understand where you're at, they get what you're at, what you're trying to accomplish, then there should be um, a balance between when you need them and, they, and them helping you understand when you don't need them. Like they, if they're doing their job well, you should not have to keep going back week after week after week after week for years on end. You should be able to be given tools to put into place to make progress in such a way that it becomes a maintenance thing whenever you feel like it. So in my case, I did go um, very regularly for a long time. And then I got my ground on, you know, my footing on certain things. And I worked on those. And then uh, I would take a break. And then I would visit when I needed to as I was meeting different mile markers on my journey. And so, um, but she, she helped me see that. Like sometimes there were times where she's like, I think that you're good. I think you're good for six weeks or two months or, or, or a few months. And we would set out an action plan and, and, and she would let me run with it to be, yeah, to be able to execute the things that we were working towards. Like, what's the point of going if you're not actually looking to do some sort of emotional strength training so that you can do it on your own? Um, you should not have to be leaning on them nonstop. If they are keeping you there, if you're not feeling progress, get someone new that is on your level. And the third thing is... I think I touched about this a uh, little bit at the very beginning. They should be able to be supportive and validating of what you're saying and also call you out on your crap. So sometimes if I am going off a little bit off the rails, which at this point is, is surprisingly not that often, uh, but early on, like I was really just trying to figure out like, am I freaking nuts? Am I crazy? Because some of the things that I deal with in my life, um, in a variety of things, in my professional life as a comedian and in, and in uh, the world of, of building events and all different types of things and managing volunteers and working with the community and, and a lot of things in my own personal life, there are things um, sometimes where I just cannot even 
even believe what I am dealing with. Like some things are so freaking outrageous the way certain people live their lives and the things they're putting out into the world around them that I, my jaw is just, it needs to be picked all the way back up off the floor because I literally cannot believe the way some people conduct themselves um, and that they can get away with it. The, the world just unfortunately keeps turning and there are freaky people doing just the most bizarro things that we get affected by. And so sometimes when I see those patterns of things, I just am like, am I the crazy one? You know, like I straight up will ask that. And so having someone who's just can be really raw and candid and giving examples of like what actual crazy is versus, you know, and I say that word kind of jokingly, but also like straight up, like um, there are people that really, really legit struggle um, and they don't even have the wherewithal to function in a normal human, human, what am I trying to say? Like a normal human manner there. And it's, it's scary. Uh, but that's why, um, we need to just be that much more diligent. Those of us who are willing and ready to tackle growth, that we get to be the ones to do that. We get to move forward and be the champions for owning our shit, saying our sorries when we need to, um, trying to uh, be a light that illuminates the darkness and chases it out instead of being uh, a light that ignites wildfires that destroy freaking forests and households and whatever else. Um, so yeah, that's the third thing is really something, um, someone who can very firmly and honestly tell you some things that can sometimes be hard to hear. Um, while also just keeping it super real. And so I just, I love it. I mean, it might sound crazy, but I, I'm really proud of myself that I care so much about my children and my own well-being. Like, I don't want to have grumpy days, um, at least not for any long period of time. And so I like to really have this maintenance. I feel so good about myself with the ability to look back and see the things I've overcome, the types of things that I have actually managed to get through. And I think it is something to be really um, proud of and celebrated in the world when people look for help and they allow others to help to just get through the things that we need to. And... Um, and to really rally when we need it. So there's no shame, in my opinion, like when people, I know there's confidentiality type things and whatever. And so people don't like to really talk about who their therapist is or whatever else. But man, mine has been just a, a lifesaver in so many ways. And um, I know quite a few uh, good connections in the, in, in the community too. So just, I love to be able to look for ways to help provide those resources and and just remembering that all of us have something, all of us have some level of crap and, and drama we have to deal with and work issues and, and health issues and all the different things. And just really becoming champions for that maintenance and not feeling like there's anything to feel ashamed about. If you are genuinely seeking help and looking at ways to overcome and heal from things that have been hurtful in the past that that only in my opinion builds an army of people who are ready to be the change for good in the world around us they're people that are unwilling to just settle uh for things that like acting like things can't change that we can't move forward from the tough stuff and uh, I'm, I'm living proof of being able to really go through some hard things and have some straight talk with myself and, and fortunately learn how to surround myself with people and resources 
that help me um, so that I can be the healthiest person possible. And in this case, my emotional health is is critical. It's deeply critical and it's very, very valuable to me. And so with that, I leave this, uh, this little thought with you just that it, it is so empowering to ask for help, to seek out help and to have people in our corner and to make those investments in ourselves. Cause it's also, you know, is also something that maybe is not always the most affordable thing or whatever, but I just really cannot afford to be in an emotional funk to where I can hardly function anyway. Um, so take pride in the things that you are doing, um, and don't ever let yourself feel guilty, um, or, or, or filled with any reason why you should feel shame, um, for, for taking charge of the things that you need to, to feel better about yourself, to feel confident inside your own mind, inside your own body. You deserve that. We all deserve that to feel like we are okay with who we are. And, and when I leave a therapy session, I just feel like, um, like I'm ready to get back to Megan. I'm ready to be me. And I just feel like people need to get out of my way and let me be who I was created to be. Um, and so there's that, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for it and I wish you well in your journey. Um, and, and hope that you can feel confidence in, and stepping into those really difficult things, um, because change can be really hard but when you get on the other side of it and you feel the freedom of letting go of some of those just awful shackles that uh want to try to weigh us down it is so freaking awesome and i cannot get enough uh there is joy waiting on the other side of all those trials thanks for listening to the i hardly know her podcast follow all my shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com and remember we don't have to be a big deal to do big things